Great to see everybody. It's awesome. Summer's here. And I know none of us have complained, but amen. But air conditioning is nice. And, uh, you know, um, it's amazing to be together. And I always realize, why are we together? Why do we come to church? Uh, why? And I think, remember, I'm pretty good at always saying, answer your own questions and reconvert yourself on everything. Because the devil wants to get you to just be nonchalant and go, you know, uh, what you count the cost originally on being devoted after you're saved, why do I need to come? Well, the title of tonight's message is getting right with God isn't a one and done. You're not one and done. That's not what salvation is. Yes, when you're baptized into Christ after making Jesus Lord, repentant, which means making Jesus Lord, repenting, and you can't repent unless you understand what that means, and that means to follow the pattern and the way of life God designed through you through Jesus. It's not even sin in and of itself, meaning, yes, if you're living a life apart from God, the way human beings look at it is, you know, they're not in overt sin, but not following Jesus means even if you believe in God and Jesus, until you become a disciple, you can't even say you fully repented. And made Jesus Lord. Then be baptized. Sins forgiven. Received a gift of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Never forget that you're a true disciple. Never be uh, worn down by the religiosity that you came from. And all the churches and all this junk you see around you. And I don't mean that in disrespect. But we can get, like, stop to realize how special you are. Why? I've been doing it 28 years, I, and I'm not saying I'm the judge, and I'm not saying there's other disciples out there, but I'll tell you, 28 years in diff three different states trying to make disciples, almost hardly ever, and I have met a few people that are disciples that didn't come from the movement, but they came from the tradition, they came from repent and be baptized, and Jesus is Lord. But it's rare, isn't it? And why I say that is to look at yourself, because if you lose the specialness of what you have, then you lose the conviction that you need to have to realize it's not one is done. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 26, verse 39. And you know, um, obviously we have special missions coming in this Sunday. And why do I say that? Because God is a movement. And God decides that once we're baptized, we're not one and done. We're saved, but once we're saved... He says, now I'm going to work through you to help others be saved. Think about how powerful that is, but also, if you don't stay close to God, how that could crush you individually. Too much pressure, man. I can't have that on me. That's why you got to go to God and realize you just need to be willing. If you're willing to follow Jesus and go, God, help me be used in spite of my weaknesses and challenges, God says that's the right heart. Because once you're saved, he keeps us, and God works through us to do what? Bring salvation to a world. So not only is it so special that we're together, and not only do we have to be reminded that God's kingdom is way bigger than the Orlando church. Why? Because we can get faked out again. And it's not about numbers, but it's about realizing that we're like-minded and we teach the same thing everywhere in the same in every church the same way. Like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4:17. Yeah. 
We teach the same thing in every church everywhere. So when you see the GNN video and you go to the GLC or you see and you talk to disciples and you realize how, how many churches we planted, you understand, first of all, what's it take to become a true disciple? You also don't let Satan magnify the like There's no the Christian dome the world talks about. No, to be a true disciple, like Jesus said, the road is always going to be narrow. Yeah. So you realize it's amazing what has to, what, what is, what, what, what kind of, uh, what God has to do through those of us who are willing to fight the good fight and advance the kingdom. Now, if you look in this verse, what does it take to finish it? Well, in Matthew 26, verse 29, he says, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to, with his disciples, found them sleeping. Couldn't you keep watch with me for one hour, he, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so you don't fall into temptation. And the spirit, he says, is willing, but the flesh is weak. Ain't that the truth? You've been a disciple any time at all. You're like, man, my flesh, I am weak. Doesn't mean I don't want to obey, but I need the spirit of God. I need to deny myself and God help me. And Jesus is still there in the flesh so we can imitate that. He's alone. He wants them. Why does he say, can't you keep awake? He's God in the flesh. Because he need, it's being discouraging because they're not with him. He's, in the, he's a man like you and I. And yes, he's going to die as God for our sins. But he's still saying, guys, I need you. And now you're, you're not there. It's just like people starting to not come to midweek. We need each other. And then he says, my father, in verse, uh, in verse uh, 42, it says, he went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken uh, away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, they found him sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. It's almost like a halftime rally. A team's losing, and Jesus is even down. And it's like, what are we going to do? And he's praying, and his disposition is overwhelmed. And, you know, it doesn't, someone said overwhelmed was in the Bible, and that's right. It doesn't say that. It says here my, he says, uh, he says uh, in 39, he says, uh, my, uh, my, or he actually says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. Point of it, that means he's hurting. He's hurting. Who hasn't hurt in here? Why, though? To get it done the same way we're doing. Now, if you look in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, this analogy is right back now. Hopefully, you can understand it more about what we're doing, not only in missions, but staying faithful, holding the course, being a way of life, being a light to the world, realizing that it's very, very special. We're not better than anybody, but to understand the truth and become a disciple, God, it's a miracle that you were allowed to see it. And then you responded, all of us. It's like, good night, the grace of God. Never lose that. Look what he says here in verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. See, the battle was connected that unless he fought forward and did all he did, could do to advance, to give up not just something for missions, to die. That's his whole life. He gave his whole life for missions. Special missions started with Jesus. 
if it's possible. Can you stop this? I don't feel like going forward. But if he doesn't go forward, no one gets saved. So he had to give up everything. His life, torture, beaten, to start, that's the beginning of special missions. He died as a special mission sacrifice to launch the salvation into the world. And knowing going, those who know it's special and understand will now understand we are rich even though we don't think we are at times because Satan deceives you. Does that make sense? So we're in missions. We are striving to raise 75,000 and we're about 23,000 yet to go in a week. It's up to God. I believe we can do it. Why? Because Jesus said we can do it. That number wasn't just thrown out flippant. Leaders didn't, world sector leaders didn't just go throw out to Orlando 75 grand. They're looking at 27 churches plus to plant. Or 17, excuse me, churches to plant plus. They already know and what it takes. You know, the movement has collected over 2 million. The goal is over 4 million as a movement to get it done this time. There's 2 million still outstanding. Well, you can go, oh, my gosh. Well, that's divided out of all the 127 churches, give or take some. Well, amen. That's not on our crush. Our part is to get our part done, and for the sake of Jesus, he, we, he became poor to make us rich, to continue to move forward because we're saved, and it's not one is done. We're saved, but now we're saved to save. If we don't keep moving forward in our faith, hope, and love and strive to stay close to God, we won't be motivated to sacrifice. And God even says, this is the trick. God can do anything, but he says, don't be out of duress or or compelled uh, out of compulsion. This is where he allows each one of us, and that's why he allows men to move men. Think about it. Why did God raise up leadership in the church? Well, I'm going to show you. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 7. You guys, isn't that amazing connection where Jesus was praying, overwhelmed, and kept moving forward? Well, you could be praying and go, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I going to give? And you haven't given. And like I said, I mentioned uh, la- as of last Sunday, it's changed, but there was like 26 people as of last Sunday that had given zero toward missions in our church. Why do I say that? Not to attack anybody or make anybody feel bad, but if they're disciples, I'm concerned. Did they miss the counting of the cost? Did they not understand that the mission of Jesus is to make disciples of all nations, not just one around sharing your faith, but it's to plant nations? If we don't plant nations, we can't be like Jesus. We can share in Orlando, and we can continue to share till we die and never go anywhere, and that's God's will. But imagine if we don't plant nations. We can't evangelize the world. That means church plantings. See what I'm saying? So why I say that is after six months, what are you doing, brothers? Where are you in your heart? This isn't a big guilt. You do whatever you want. God's, God's the kingdom of God's command. But if you're a disciple and you're, and you're an adult, which you are, what is the sacrifice if it's next to nothing and you haven't done it? Is it on your heart? Do you care? Do you not understand? What's going on? Because you need to repent one way or the other. Because if you're a true disciple, you have the ability to have it on your heart for six months. As we're trying to get this done. And this is an everyday, every year thing. What, look in Hebrews 13, 7. And this isn't, this, I commend you guys. We're amazing. This church is like so awesome off the chain healthy. This is just for you, not for the goal. This is for your heart. Every one of us are challenged from Satan to do good works in advance. Even though we're planned to do that. Like uh, they read the opening scripture, Melvin Solar read that scripture. Is that you read? No, no. Uh, 
Justin read in advance, good works planned in advance. Well, look in verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider their outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, this is talking about you can look at the leaders in the Bible, but no, you got to look at me. You got to look at other imperfect leaders of churches in the movement. You got to look at Bible talk leaders, house church leaders. That's what you do. You can't, you go to the Bible, get inspired, but you got to realize it's still got to keep going. So leaders are just men that rise up, fight in prayer, continue to obtain the conviction, and they all, I feel everything you feel in a sinful nature. I, I don't allow that because I want to get it done by God. But you can't do it by yourself. We have to inspire each other. So why does it say imitate your way of life? Well, it's not like look at you and go look for a problem. No, you, we, God says we can inspire one another by our faith. Why? To advance the kingdom. It's bigger than just you, but it's not bigger than you. Because if everyone was like you, what would we get done? Here's a saying. Works do not produce salvation. Salvation does produce works. Salvation produces works. You're not saved by that, but if you really understand what you got, you're going to dig down deep this week. Not out of guilt, but out of goal, but, but have maybe some self-reflection about what the cross says and what the Bible says. Read 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, chapter 8 and 9. Just put yourself in that vein and go, who am I? And don't be down, but just be honest. If you're not honest before the church, I appreciate Xavier sharing. He said it's been a tough time a little bit when he's got up. Well, it's no wonder. He just became a disciple. So he's facing himself in the mirror, so to speak, Honestly, even though he's saved, he's looking at it just like any of us still. You're looking at your weakness, your doubt, your selfishness, your greed, not in a judgmental way, but you're honest. And then you read the scriptures and continue to go, God, help me. That's what Jesus did in the garden. God, help me. He even said, I don't want to do it. I don't really feel like if it's not your will, can you take this thing away from me? He's asking if it's possible, I don't want to do it. But then if it's your will, I'm going to get my heart right, and you're going to give me strength, and I'm going to go, let's go. Yeah. See? Look what it says in verse 17 of Hebrews 13. Have confidence in your leaders. Submit to their authority because they, they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do that, so, do that so their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. See, you know, following God's word and submitting to your leaders and giving and sharing and praying and being, being humble to be discipled is for you, not for the church or people. Everything you do that God calls you to do is for you to see if you can overcome and continue to grow. You can't grow unless you grow by faith, sacrifice, faith, and sacrifice. You're putting yourself out there. You mean to put yourself, you're putting yourself in there. You're inserting yourself, not that you're better, but here I am. Send me. Giving account, look at, so that you see, I I need to do my best as a flawed man to go, guys, let's do it. The sisters are getting the same conviction. We're, We're close. But I need the ones that haven't really thought about it to do to do their part of the wall. Because if you're truly a disciple and you're not and you're not thought about it and you're not giving sacrificial, you know, it's like being in the team at locker room. You're on the team, but you don't really try out. You don't, I mean, you don't come to practices. You don't give your heart and we're not winning and you're on the team and, we're, and people are starting to go, what are you doing? But this, this way, we need to go, we want to help you. We're not down on you. But you got to go, we're all, the workers are few. It's not just about sharing. 
It's about everyone giving their whole heart and striving to understand it's not the 75 grand goes right out. And the crown of thorns that we share. You have to understand what you're part of. And that's Jesus saying, save the world. When you die, you're going to be blown away. And maybe some of my words, you go, well, that's right. That's what he was saying. I made it. It's worth it. Because that's what's going to happen. Faithful. Die faithful. See, it says, I must give an account to God. So I'm just giving my best to preach what God says. At the end of the day, though, you have freedom of choice. But see that? It says, have confidence your leaders submit to their authority. So I'm my authority in Christ, Jesus says, go off. I'm striving to go, hey, guys, let's do this, and I'm understanding. And it says, because they, I, in this case, have to keep watch, and I have to give an account to God. Am I preaching correctly? Which, praying for wisdom. We got the doctrine. I always got to go, can I add grace and mercy and not just, I can't, I got to make people feel comforted who are disturbed, and I got to disturb those who are too comfortable in sin. But I got to pray for God because we already all got the doctrine, right? So why does God even have leaders? We already got the truth. Because God decided that he wants to have us participate so it's not one and done. For save every one of you, God's going, I'm using you. Isn't that great? Yeah. But you got to realize, do you feel that way? It's not God, it's you. And maybe you feel like you're not close. Well, maybe you has got to have a talk with me and go, hey, guy, I feel like you're not, I want to be used. What not? And, you know, that's awesome. I'll go, hey, man, I, we need leaders. Now, be careful what you ask for because I'll probably talk with you and draw you out because it's not just knowing your Bible. It's not just showing up at church. It's life, too. But amen. We all want to grow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And everybody has to start somewhere. So if you see that wild wilderness right there, we've all seen war movies, right? How many people have seen a war movie in the jungle? See, if we just shot this and, and we got the camera right here and we're going to shoot a scene, we could use that just without the grill, just showing that. And we could have Odane with, a, with an M16 and, and, and Afonso as his first sergeant with an M16. And the rest of us are, 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 we've been drafted and there's a war. There's a war. And we're tired. We're thirsty. We're hungry. We're ticked off because some of us have died. Some, we've left some of died. And we're, we're just like exasperated. And we don't feel like we're making a dent in this war. It's like, what's going on? We're starting to question the reasons to be. And then Odane's like, men, we're going this way. And all we see is a jungle. And we got to go in there with M16s. But if he doesn't say, men, we're going this way. And he's been with us the whole way. We're going to go, all right, let's do this. Even though we're hungry, thirsty, tired, why? And we're going to face possibly hardship, more challenge, more whatnot. But in a world, normal world, war, I'm not comparing in that way. War is never good. It really usually isn't. It's evil on both sides. God never wanted to do that. But war, spiritually speaking, is who's doing that? Men, let's keep going. God hasn't come back, and you're not dead yet. There's a movement. There's a, there's a delivery that's expected that we've been asked, not demanded, and we all need to realize it's doable, but the heart situation in some of us hasn't made it doable. The heart situation, it's doable. Totally. I, I believe we're going to do it anyway. But where are you at in, in, your, in your heart right now? It's fourth quarter. What are you decided to give this Sunday? Let's just be practical and real in your own hearts. Sonia and I have already sacrificed. We're getting ready to go again. Why? Well, I could look at everybody and go, wow, compared to everybody, we saw you and I give more. No, no, that's not what I do. Because I look at Jesus and I go, 
can I give more because I care about not doing just, I made my little commitment. No, I want to do what we've been asked to as a church because it's a bigger than that. So if I'm able, I will. It's not like, wow, I did my deal. And not to be depressed because Sonia and I have looked in our hearts. We're going to be able, not that we don't have another place for it. Because every time I get a little savings, and you know, I've told people, have a savings. It's good to build a little savings for, you know, th- problems. That's, that's why you need to do that. But it just seems like when I get closer to missions, it always is getting like, uh, But then I go, God, I'm not being irresponsible in my life. I don't have to, but I'm going to. What about you? I'm asking everybody to dig deep. Even the brothers and sisters have given. I have no right to ask, but I am. I'm going to appeal to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every brother in here, even if you've given, give more this week if you can. I want you to look in yourself, not to rest, but let's make it. Let's make it. Because God God knows we can. And, of course, you can't outgive God, by the way, but you don't want to do it that way. But until you start really getting to that level of faith, you do it because Jesus died for you. But when you start really doing it, you're like, you'll start. I love it when Christians start to really grow in their faith. They're starting to look back. After, God bless me. Wow, God does really bless me. I go, duh. <laughs> because I've seen it. I'm 28 years into it. I would be afraid not to do something that God says because I see the safety and the blessings and even in his discipline of sin and all the things for 28 years of fighting the good fight, that's the blessing of walking, not one and done. As you grow in your faith and stay the course, yeah. you don't let bitterness take you out. You're learning every way. Usually the biggest hits for young Christians are criticalness, measuring people up, and then poor me. That's, that, everybody can get that, but a lot of times it's like poor me. No one cares about me. No, Jesus died for you. He cares about you. So you got to get focused just on that because don't, if you're looking at people for your come through and we need to be loving each other, but you got to go, Jesus died for me. God is enough. It doesn't mean I'm going to be like the religious guy. Oh, I got God. No, you're going to give your heart, but you don't get tagged. You work through those things. It's no one's responsibility to take care of you. God says he will though. And then we need to be compassionate and concerned, but you got to grow through that. If you just give up and let it take you out, you're done. Or if you're in the church and you get complacent because you're not doing well, that's terrible. That's lukewarm, and you don't even realize if you don't get open, which I appreciate Xavier once again, we all have to learn to do that. If I didn't learn to get open and share my stupid thoughts with people and just help, and my wife to know that too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I'm just like you guys. I even a lot of times will come to the conclusion and understand, oh, my gosh, but then when Sonia and I are together with uh, the Sullivans, uh, it's even if we come, we'll just still talk about it, but it's not like even we resolved it. I just like to have people know who I am because I realize the longer I go, that's part of God's plan. I need, I'm, I, I can't just have blinders on. I have to have people in my life because that's God's plan Amen. to help you grow and change. So look at, uh, look at James. So I hope the brothers in here, and by the way, let me just preface this. If you haven't given anything and you don't know what to do, do not be stressed out. You're loved. You're awesome. I just need you to learn. And people, at the end of missions, it's never about, it's like about each person's faith. I believe God gave us to grow, but, but it's about your heart. Yeah. See, if you come to something, get baptized into Christ, and don't give weekly, consistently, and don't, give, don't want to give special or don't give special, it's like, you got to realize that's kind of a weird heart spiritually. It's like, I love all the benefits. Thank Jesus for dying me. I love the people that give their life to me and, and, and love me and pull me in on family, but I contribute nothing. That's a, that's, a, that's a self-centered, selfish heart. 
Who are you to come in? Jesus says, be a giver. You cannot give God, but that's what you want to do. That's why we even teach to be generous with one another. And Jesus says the whole principle of God is generous. You don't have to be, but you got to understand it's just kind of a weird heart. If you're in the kingdom and loved up on and people care about you, but you don't give to God back first. It's kind of like, what are you thinking, man? Just take, 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 take. Who are you? God's like, Jesus died for you, but you got to now participate in building the kingdom. Because Jesus' sacrifice should get you to want to. Look at, um, are you with me? And those of you who need to repent, repent. Just get a conviction. Don't feel weird. Just in your own heart. Go, where, what is he saying? And just, just go, God, help me change. In uh, James chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can what? Save you. So the word, uh, the spirit of God, you get the Holy Spirit at baptism, right? Jesus was the word. Jesus is the word. The word is God, is Jesus. So if you look at the word, it's planted in you in the Holy Spirit, and then now you know you're, stru- you're following the truth. If you look in 20, verse 20, it says, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, we know it's talking about anger, but if you just take that out of, con- you know, just continue bigger, because it says the righteousness that God desires, what's well, bigger than not just being angry. What is the righteousness that God desires? That's powerful. And he says, therefore, well, let's just keep going. Let's just continue to let God's word cut us and not be guilted out, but go, thank you for Jesus. Thanks be to God. Like Paul said, what a wretch I am. It's not to be, but it's it's the heart stance before God to continue to go, God, help me grow. But a lot of times if someone said, "There's, there's a brother that's sexually immoral right now, consistently being sexual immoral, can you possibly talk to him? I, I'm, this is a hypothetical. It was like, well, no. But would anybody, would, anybody, would anybody have a problem going, let me talk to him. I have a conviction. I want to help him. No. But then why do we have problems if I go, there's a brother struggling with greed, and can you see how he's doing in his giving? A lot of people in the church feel, oh, that's, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable about that. Why? Why would you be uncomfortable about a greed issue versus an immoral issue? Because you don't believe it's greed. Well, it is. Because it says here, do not merely, in verse 22 of James, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So Jesus says, for my sake, I became poor even though I was rich and I'm making you rich. And now he's saying, go make disciples of all nations. And we see the Macedonian disciples were extremely poverty poverty stricken so that disarms everyone (laughs) and it says out of the overflow of their heart even in extreme poverty they gave entirely on their own and they exceeded our expectations out of extreme poverty they pleaded with the privilege to give this is just 101 poor disciples so that's like that just disarms everybody because that's the god that's god's will see that's where you got to go is my heart in god's will so do not merely listen to the word, so deceive yourselves. We preach that, but that's not just coming to church, praying, and reading your Bible. That's the whole will of God, which is advance the kingdom, which is showing up, giving your heart, worshiping God. Love God with all your heart. Why we come together is to worship always first, like right now. But then also to give to one another, encourage each other. God designed us by sharing and preaching and, and talking to each other. That's how God does it. So we benefit, each of us. But it says, do not really listen to the word. So we're, we're called, I'm your leader, right? Submit to your authority. You believe what I'm saying. We need to raise 75,000 because we all agreed. 
I brought it before the church. I didn't say, and I said, what's it going to take? And I kind of gave analogies, but I'm never going to pen a number on you because that's not, I can't do that. But I can say, what's it going to take? How many members do we have? So if people are given like $100, what's that going to do? Unless that's really out of extreme poverty. See, I'm not going to tell you about that. You got to judge yourself. Is it out of extreme poverty? You're an adult working full time. Is 250, 500 out of extreme poverty? Or is it just not really having the heart to get into it? That's fine. You can, re- you can discover the scriptures and repent. But I'm never going to give you a number. You got to ask. Because every number is going to be different with that person's heart. But you do have to make an analogy what's extreme poverty? What's a sacrifice? Now, if you go to James. See, in verse 21, it begins with the letter. It's like in verse 20, it says, that's not the righteousness God desires. Well, he says, this is what you need to do. Get rid of the mouth. Get rid of the filth. Get rid of the, the, that is so prevalent. And humbly accept the word that is planted in you. Well, really, another thing is holiness is like righteousness set apart. So righteousness is developed by putting aside sin or wickedness. And in verse five, chapter 5, verse 19, this is a key thing because I don't think we look at this. It says in verse 19 of chapter 5, James, my brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over much of sins. See, a lot of times I think we compartmentalize this, like the person that stopped coming to church is now not coming and they're not being faithful. Let's go get them. That's in, that's good. That's in and of itself. That's a, that would be an issue. I'd be concerned. Why? What happened? What's going on? But see, you can be, you can you can wander from the truth and still be showing up. That's what we got to look at. Jesus says, "Get it done. Be sacrificial. By faith, everything you do is out of faith." And this isn't guilt. Younger disciples need to learn, especially young ones who just got baptized. If someone gets baptized and we're already on special, I explain it and talk about the conviction because they need to understand the conviction. Show them the crown of thorns. Like even, uh, you know, uh, uh, Xavier just got baptized how many months ago? Right, months, right? How many months? Weeks, okay. Caleb just got baptized how long ago? Right, but in the colony of the cost, we explained. Did I not, did we not explain? Right, but right, you're a young Christian. We explained the world vision and why we do what we do, right? But that's where you meet them with that because it's not like they had a time to even understand it. And, but they have to believe it. They have to agree with it. And then I go, hey, guys, just do your best if, do, if, if you can do anything. Because sometimes, you know, people come into the kingdom, their whole life's upside down budget-wise. And these guys are young. But that, it's like even then that, it, to give zero would be weird. And I'm not putting you guys on the spot. I'm just saying, it's, it's out of the heart. It doesn't even matter. It's just be, participate. So I think we need to be uh, helping each other talk about this and turn the sinner who's not, who's not generous and not contributing in a, in a way. But we can't do that in a judgmental way. Each one of you need to go, where am I at? And if you've blown it and you don't feel like you, you really are trying to be sacrificial, then that's fine. Because unless you, unless you feel what I'm saying by the heart then no one's judging you because it's not really an amount, is it? But, but it is an amount between you and the Lord. God doesn't expect you to empty your bank account and now stress for your bills. That's not what I'm talking about. Look at uh, Matthew 7, 
verse 21. And this is one and done, right? Salvation is not one and done. So we're disciples continuing a global movement to continue to get it done, to advance the kingdom, for other people to be saved. You know, people that were baptized in Orlando wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been baptized if the mission team didn't come from L.A. in 2010. I wouldn't have been saved in Los Angeles unless the mission team planted in Los Angeles 50 people from different states in Boston in 89. I was met in 93, and then I didn't even realize it because I was like, whoa, this is an awesome church. And then I started hearing the stories, and I was like, wow. There were people sacrificed to plant the truth. That's how special it is. You see what I'm saying? In Matthew 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then he will tell them, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you would do us. You know what hit me? And I've read the scripture a lot. And a lot of times, I almost can, and it is true, you can include this into people that are in false doctrine, and they're not humble to understanding, really repent, be baptized, and really be a disciple, not just be religious. But this is also, these people that are saying these things, a lot of times when God, when Jesus is saying what they're saying, it doesn't mean they're really even doing that. I think they, in their mind, think they're in spiritual programs. They think they're spiritual. When you get into people's life, even if they go to church, they're not really doing anything. Except for Penny, Bob's wife. She was very devoted in the, in, the, in the church she came from. She even folded the altar napkins and got there early. She's a devoted woman. But she was humble to go, well, all that didn't mean anything because I wasn't humble in the truth. And I mean that in a compliment. Penny's amazing. She's humble. But what I'm saying is I don't really believe these people that are saying this on judgment. Lord, we did this, we did that. I don't think they really did that. They may have said hallelujah, amen, and went to church, but they're in sins. But in the church, we can fall into this seat. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you stay saved. God expects you to stay saved, but you got to do your part. So on that day, see, what hits me is in verse 22, many of them will say, on that day. That's a very powerful moment. For everybody. That's the end of the world. That's judgment. All the people that are dead are going to be up front. I'll probably die before most of you, God, you know, in a natural thing. I, and if Jesus keeps going, but we're all going to see each other judgment. Yeah. On that day, that day is that when everybody is standing before God, whether they think they're right or not, and being judged by what they did, according to what they did, every deed. Yeah. See, we can be deceived in the church if we're not careful. It's not just out there. We need to keep our hearts. And why does he say, then I will tell them I never knew you. It's not about works. It's your heart. I don't have your whole heart. Love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, which would mean if you do that, you love the mission. You love why you're still alive saved. You guys with me on this? So we need to not feel guilty. It's not just about money. This is about every area. And we have grace, and you can't go, oh, no, but you just got to have that heart of going, God, Help me not just be obstinate or stubborn or take my time when you know you need to repent. Some of us are working slowly on repent. You should be lightning repentance in anything. If you're having a problem in your marriage, snap out of it. Don't keep talking about it. Who's going to be the better, the more spiritual person? Get on your knees and start being humble. One of you got to do it. You're not getting out. One of you got to go, grab the spiritual M16 and hopefully it's the husband and go, hey, honey, follow me. Let's go in the war now. I'm leading you. I'm going to be humble. Right? Myself included. I preach to myself. 
I try to say sorry less to Sonia, not because I'm prideful, because I'm trying to grow. I want to say on that day, it wasn't like I'm adding up my amount that I gave, but I tried to be consistently spiritual. And I bet if God was still grading me, I wouldn't pass. That's why we all need grace on our best day. I mean, who knows what, without grace, what is the level of giving? I don't know. I know I'm not even close to what Jesus says, anyone who gives up everything. I've went in the ministry, not because I'm needed, not because I'm better, because I was asked. I didn't negotiate. I've moved so many times. I've never planned where I am, and it's always better. I didn't plan to come to Florida. I didn't plan to move to L.A. I didn't plan to move to Phoenix. I didn't plan to move here or there. I moved like 18, like 12 times in, Lo in Los Angeles in the ministry. It's not like, but I was willing, and I, it, they didn't force me, but they asked me, and Sonia and I just go, amen. We're just all in, and it always turned out with amazing blessings. But I never planned, like, where do I want to go? It just happens. Florida is amazing to me. I had no clue I'd be on this side of the country. Never have. I was always on the west. I was the West, man. You guys didn't know what you're doing over here. And no, I'm just kidding. But you guys, I'm telling you in love as your brother and your preacher, I'm still looking at it like every year I got to go, God. But I never regret it. But I get my heart. I wrestle. Everybody wrestles. God knows that. But what I'm saying is do your best. Be sacrificial. And you know what? What's sacrificial to you today? Five years may not even be a boot in the bucket, but that means you've grown, so it's not about measuring. It's why you grow. But I'm just asking you to consider what you can do within this week on Sunday to bring it in because every single heart of sacrifice will pop it out. Amen. Let's not be deceived. See, Jesus exposed people who sounded religious but had no personal relationship with God in this last scripture. We all know if we're baptized into Christ, we hopefully had a developed relationship with God. Discipleship and doing the studies isn't about check, check, check. You're actually connecting with God. And then from then on out of the water, you want to stay fighting to be connected. And there's sometimes you won't feel connected. Sometimes you, And that's where you, you just obey. So, you, brother, you give your heart, and we, we actually help each other out of sin and get back in. So that's, that's the incredible part of staying connected with God. It's, otherwise, it's just a to-do list. You're going to go, what, what's this about? I got better things to do because you lost the specialness of walking with God and building the kingdom, and you're such a minority. And if you let the world overwhelm you, it seems insignificant, but it's not. On that day, day of judgment, only our relationship with Jesus, our understanding of him as a savior, and our obedience to continuing to focus and plant and seek first his kingdom and build his kingdom uh, will really be what matters to God. So many people, if they think they're good or they have the truth, I'm a disciple. But just showing up as a disciple, you know that's not what God only wants. He wants you to show up with your relationship with God, zealous, considering how you can spur one another on, be fired up, keeping the spirit in you alive. God's alive, but God says we as a church need to walk with God so people see we're not better with people, but we have the spirit of God. See what I'm saying? Guys. I am deeply understanding that Jesus is more concerned about our walk than our talk. Don't you agree? Yeah. And we all have a long way to go. Have you ever played a sport with somebody who talked a lot of smack before they played? I call that self-professed self athletes. You know, there's uh, uh, guys, uh, and us included, sometimes we can actually, we've been good in certain arenas, but then you just somehow self 
you know, you win in certain arenas, but you somehow become a self-professed athlete, but then until you go to a new group, and then you get slammed. And that's fine, but you got to realize it, there's always a bigger fish. Someone told me that. There's always someone out there bigger, stronger, and meaner. And I realized, because as a younger man, when I was going in high school and stuff, I remember some, I forget who, I think my dad told me that, but someone said, you know, just do your best, but there's always, he wasn't cutting me down, he just said, you're going to learn. There's always someone, and once you learn that, you're surrendered because you stop competing. You just go, it's about me doing my best, because there's always someone bigger, stronger, and better. And it doesn't mean you're not awesome in God's eyes, but you can't look at it that way. So, you know, talk a great game tells you, you know, they tell you all about their athletic skills, but that's not what's good in the Bible. God says not everyone who talks about heaven belongs to God's kingdom. That's why he says not everyone says, Lord, Lord. He says not everybody says that gets in. you got to be walking the talk, playing on the team, victory in Jesus. We're a winning team because Jesus won, but we're all in as players of God's team. Sunday's game day, every Sunday's celebration Sunday, but we know we're talking about it. And by the way, after Sunday, I want to really get it done. I don't want to talk about it anymore, and I'm just going to surrender, but I believe we're going to hit it. But... If someone's asking, can you still, are they still taking special after that Sunday? Yes. But I'm not going to, I'm going to get done. We're preaching. We're moving on to now GLC. I haven't really hit that because anybody who wants to go, you don't have to go. But I want the church to grow and I want us to have seasons. So there's times of sacrifice. Then there's times of just resting and cranking as Lord. But then you learn to think about special, not as a drag, but it's, it's like you want to work on that because every time you think about it, it's your heart's growing because it reminds you what you're doing. See what I'm saying? So let's get it done. Let's speak the truth and love maybe to each other. Bible talk leaders, talk to each other. Guys, if you've not given the way you need to give, and we're not down on you, we love you, but we're concerned. Even if you can't get it done, at least talk about it. Even if you feel like I'm not fair or you think the message is wrong, you're feeling overwhelmed, talk about it. We're family. It's all about the heart. See what I'm saying? But I believe if everybody looks in their heart and goes, first of all, the ones who have done and given sacrificially, thank you. I have no right to ask you, like I said. I'm going to do it with Sonia more because we can. I don't know quite how much. We're not going to exasperate. I don't want. But if you can do, those of you who haven't done, then do. Are you guys with me? Yes. And the women are going to get, the women are talking through on this too. Guys, we're about probably... Last I checked was 23,000, but I'll bet there's already a couple coming in. That's a kick in the bucket with this group. If people just sacrifice, I command, the Bible says command the rich. Well, guess what? You're all rich, so I'm commanding you all. James says command the rich, or Timothy says, Paul says to command the rich to be generous. Well, we all think of that's Tiger Woods. That's LeBron James. And yes, compared to our standards, but really compared to the world, you've probably heard this, and sometimes you don't even like hearing it, like, I know we're all rich. Well, you are. You just overspend because according to God, you should put the kingdom first. So I'd like to open it up for some responses if you'd like. Uh, uh, I'd love to hopefully see this because this is about walking with God and growing. I've done it 28 years. I, at times, not only just on giving, I can feel like just like Jesus. And that's what you should feel like at times. Oh, God, I, I, I don't know if I you know, want to go tonight or I just don't feel like it. I'm tired or I just don't want to give. That's like Jesus, but you're not, it's not like Jesus if you stop there, but if you get open and then pray and get open, God will bring you through to get your heart right, and that's finishing like Jesus. You with me? So to God be the glory. Let's open it up for some responses. Amen.